Hello, this is Holly, and I'm welcoming you to Wildly Tarot B-Sides. This is an episode of me talking with my wonderful sister, Katie, about self-love and self-care and doing a tarot reading based on that. If you are listening with a dog, they might be a little bit bothered by my wonderful dog, Mac, who was sitting basically on Katie the entire recording, being incredibly bothered by the cheese plate that was in between us. So here it goes. that her goal for the year was to develop some self-love. My New Year's resolution is self-love, but also, like, self-identification. Oh, you want to just get to know yourself. Yeah, because I think... Is this too, like, broody? But I feel like I've spent (laughs) a lot of my adult life being, like, a role model for a younger group of people. Totally. And that is, like, a certain version of myself that I really love. But is it who I am? Yeah, totally. Am I, am I always kind? Am I always giving? Am I always, yeah, like, okay. helpful? Or are these just things I kind of put in place because I wanted to teach yeah. other people to be that way? Well, and also, so Katie was the basically, like, assistant director or somewhere in the administration of a camp for a really long time. So she was working mostly with kids who were, like, 6 to 14. to 14. Well... Sometimes. Sometimes, Sometimes people Sometimes just they were lie. That is hilarious. Yeah. All right, but okay. self-love. Self-love. Do you so have... here's my question. A lot of people talk about self-love. Yeah. This is the main distinction, before we get into tarot, uh-huh. the main distinction that people are making now, because self-love has been a thing for a while, but the main distinction people want to make now is the difference between self-care and self-love. Self-care Ooh. is the actions you might take. Like a bath or a face mask or shopping, if that's your thing. Holly, self-love. <laughs> First of all, rude. Self-love is actually truly believing that like the individual is valuable. Yeah, totally. Who you are as an individual is valuable and should be respected. I think love. you have a lot of that already because you're, or at least you are really good at helping Faking other people. It. Well, I was going to say... <laughs> Helping other people love themselves. Yeah. Although I know that sometimes you can be a real asshole. Well, to you, but you deserve it. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You don't. All right. So You're perfect, but this podcast is all about how great you are. That's not what the podcast is about at all, but that also, the way way that you said that explains why you haven't listened to the last few episodes. No, just one. I missed one episode. (laughs) Mac. Mac's crying. I'm sorry. I didn't mean what I said about your mom. Yeah, be nice. She's perfect. Mac has a lot of feelings. Yeah. All right. So I think that that is actually such a good point because I do feel like self-love is a lot more valuable than self-care. Yeah. Or no, no, no. Maybe not a lot more valuable, but I think developing Deeper. self-love is the only way that self-care activities actually can have any value. Definitely. A hundred percent. That's that's And that was kind of the point of the podcast I was listening to earlier was self-care of, obviously has its place. But it means nothing without self-love. Yeah, if you're exactly. like, I'm going to go to the gym and work out really hard because I want to like look hot. 
Well, does that come from a place because you're awesome and you want to share yourself with people? Or does that come from a place of like, I want to be as hot as that person because otherwise I'm an ugly person? Yeah. Like where does it, where it's coming from, where the self-care comes from is what makes it self-love or just an activity you're doing. Yeah. I think that that's a really important distinction. But my thing is what my goal for this year is how do you... And this sounds so bleak. I don't mean I don't mean to sound this sad, but <laughs> how do you love yourself if you haven't defined yourself? And I do think that like in your twenties, that's a big part of but it isn't is that defining why there's, like, yourself. All these cliches about trusting the journey and like loving totally. the experience. Like that's where that comes into play. Is that you Let can it go. still love a non fully formed version of yourself, especially if you're yeah. self aware enough to know that you have kind of a goal of like where you'd like to be and you recognize that you're not there yet. Like that's still valuable. It's hard when you're in transition. I mean, I'm, I'm not in transition, but I really am because what I'm doing now will get me somewhere. Yeah. So in a way I'm in transition. So it's hard to say like, I have this set of skills that I love or I provide this for the world and I love that about myself. But dude, even just like earlier today you were telling an anecdote about what you were doing in class and stuff and it's really awesome. It's so like super it's awesome. I can see who you'll be when you're done with this. And you can too, right? You just no, are totally. you're, you're not worried that you're gonna be able to get there. You just feel like maybe you shouldn't let yourself love you until you get there. Oh, that was too deep. I think you're probably right. <laughs> yeah, like I don't yeah, I think you're probably right. Like, I don't so it's think it's worth thing. it. Or even ju- not worthy. Like, I do, I really do think I'm awesome because I have, like, such a family support of, like, people. You awesome you are all the time. Well, just, like, our family's close. And I, I don't have, I don't, like, go through my day, like, does anybody love me? Like, I'm, I'm loved. I know that to my, the core yeah, of my being. It's kind of gross and terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you. I'm like, back off. Yeah, stop it. Stop. <laughs> no touching for like 15 minutes. But I do think, not unworthiness, but is it worth it to know and love this version of myself when it's going to be different in a year, in two years? Yeah. It's going to be totally different. And it's always going to change. And I know that. But right now is like, such a transformative time Yeah, that is it worth it to get to know and love this person when uh, one year from today, it's going to be a different version and I'm going to have to start all over. Well, but I think that that's the beauty of having a really developed self love is that you can love all of those parts of yourself and love different aspects as different portions develop more, but still have that same love kind of as like the through line for all of it. So how do you, what did Caitlin Bristow say? (laughs) She was, she sucked at it. She sucked at this conversation, which is why I wanted to bring it up with you. Oh yeah. Cause I'm wiser than Caitlin Bristow. You are. I was like, Holly will actually help me. Like, I mean, maybe like therapy would actually be the best option, but like, I'm like, Holly will actually address my questions about it, which is like. I, I get that through line thing. I think you're right. Yeah. And, and that's well, because it's informative also like and any habit. If you but are, how do you identify that through line? What yeah, What is that about me? Do you want to do tarot for it? Or are you scared? No, I just, I think. Do I you think want me to just tell you? Or no, you because I think it's kind of like, it doesn't matter what one person says. That's not self-love. Well, that's someone else validating yeah. you. Well, and actually that brings up a really good point that I was just thinking about. What if... Your trust that people love you makes it so that you f- don't feel quite exactly. the same urgency to exactly. love yourself. Exactly. That's my main thing is 
I always got all my friends. Sorry, Max, all up in my yeah, house. I love it. I love it. The dog is laying I have a point on to make. Katie, licking her face. Hey. Mm. Yeah, that's some love right there. Um, I lost my train of thought. Okay, that's what. <laughs> that's what kind of my thought is. Is like I always got on my friends in high school and in college about like don't let your self-worth be defined, defined by, by other, how, how other people feel about you. No, but I always said how men feel about you. Oh, yeah, you. totally. And then I'm kind of like, well, no, but you let it be defined on what people tell you is awesome about you, and why is that better? Just because they're not a Dudes. sexual, potential yeah, sexual partner. Well, I mean, I do think it's different it when there's, like, okay. non-romantic partners telling you you're great. But at some point, it has to be you telling you Yeah, you're totally. Great. So how do you cross that bridge between someone saying... I love that you're nice. I love that you care. I love that you... Well, especially because I think a lot of that, if it's not somebody that you trust implicitly, is about manipulation. Like, with work stuff... Yeah. The thing that you're talking about is somebody that you work for saying, you're so trustworthy, you're such a hard worker. If those two things are true about you empirically, fantastic. Mm -hmm. But if you feel like they're only saying that for manipulation Or that they really aren't always true. They're true in that part of my life professionally. I act that way. Or in that one situation. Yeah. That's such an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. I am an interesting point maker. Yeah. I'm pretty great. I have to say. (laughs) Like, people love me and think I'm awesome. You're literally wearing a shirt right now that says, I'm kind of a big deal. It's your shirt. (laughs) It was a gift. (laughs) Like 15 years ago, and I've kept it. That is rude. It was a gift from when I was in college. It was probably that's like Nathan's, 12 years old. Okay, that's Nathan's favorite quote. What? It was a gift, John. I know, I know. It really Come is. Come Actually, here. he's in the other room watching Boy Meets World right now. I'm surprised that he doesn't hear you make that quote. And it was immediately, a gift. Immediately turn on that movie. Wedding Crashers, Wedding right? Crashers. Yeah, Wedding Crashers. Mm. I can see him right now. He's scrolling. Well... Anyway, those are my questions. Okay, so do you want to read tarot about it? I just wonder, I wonder for our listeners, listeners, our audience, why do you think tarot could help me with this? Oh, because tarot will make you think about the different aspects of yourself. If we can, so the Don't way you that think I that like it, a, what? the other one that's not tarot? Lenormand. No. Divination. Ouija. No. The ones, no, the (laughs) ones where you pull it and then there's like an affirmation. Oh, an oracle card? Yes. Don't you think oracle would be better than tarot for defining myself? No, I think that you need to, well, I mean, we could use oracle. I would probably not use one of the like inherently positive ones. Uh I would want to do. Why not? I only want to hear good things about myself. (laughs) Come on. It's helpful when you're trying to develop something. Right. If you're trying to develop self-love, I think tarot or, like, Oracle of Oddities or Compendium of Constellations yeah. would be more appropriate. All right. Have you ever even seen, like, I have some Oracle decks that I don't think you've ever seen. Probably. Like I think the only... spirit ones. I mean, I've seen ones. them, like, on your Instagram and stuff. But... <laughs> you hated saying that out loud. Yeah, I did. I think I should know more than your Instagram followers about which decks you have. <laughs> I'm just going to say it out loud. That's how I feel. How dare you? But um, I don't really want to know which animal I am. No, that's not what that's that too says. Specific. It's okay, it's too specific. I'm going to make you find out what animal you are tomorrow. Today. Okay, tomorrow. Okay, fine. Uh, okay, so do you have a preference of a deck? We can, um, we can do an oracle deck. I mean, you know better than I do. I just I'm 
honestly curious why. Can you just come cuddle with me instead of crying in the corner, you sad little dog? Um, she says there's cheese on that table and no one is giving it to me. Um, I totally want you to just choose, but I, whenever I am also a listener of the podcast and I'm always curious what the thought process is. Like, why are we choosing this deck? That's probably just like we choose this deck and then we talk about it. But I wonder, like, I always want to know why, 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 why. So that's why I said, why would we do tarot? wasn't, like, challenging you. It just was, like... Yes, it was. No. You're the worst. <laughs> it's Get just, like, explain yourself. But that's also challenging. <laughs> but, like, just tell me why. Okay, so the way that I usually decide what deck to use is, like, kind of like a color tone thing. So, Reds. because we want this to be... Oh, interesting. Okay. We have, like, candlelight around us. It's a very scene scene over here. <laughs> I'm thinking of, like... Reds and browns. <laughs> okay, how do you see yourself? That's the, but that's like the inside of me. Katie, reds and browns? Well, yeah, like hearts and stomachs and, and <laughs> intestines and stuff. You're so literal. That's why Lenormand cards work so well for you. You're like, yeah, internally, I just guts. I'm and red and brown pink. in there. Yeah, exactly. That's what colors I am. Okay, I can try to find a red but and like, brown. But like, are even deck. like pink. Oh, you're willing to delve into pink, huh? <laughs> There's some pink in there. Also, don't they say that blood is blue, or is that not true anymore? I don't know. So the Knight of Pentacles jumped out just now, so we're going to put that aside because we'll wait until we see what else comes out and then use this to kind of help us further clarify stuff that comes out later. Can I say it this way, and you can correct me if I'm wrong? Yeah, totally. Maybe that's the guide card, and we'll use it to interpret other cards that we pull. That's basically what I just said. No, no, no. You said we're going to talk about it later. That's different. (laughs) Okay. I'm right. She's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Somebody in our, like, great cosmic checklist, somebody give Katie five points for us. (laughs) Yeah. It's a thing. (laughs) Who's in charge of it? Haven't you seen The Good Place? Yeah, I have. So you think that Ted Danson is in charge of it? Ted Danson is definitely in charge of mine. (laughs) Go ahead. All right. So... Um, I think that we should start with like how you're feeling, who you are right now, okay, in this moment. What's standing in your way of valuing yourself, and then how you can move towards self love. Okay. See, this is why she's such a nightmare because you give her cheese when she. Okay. Well, she deserves it. She's sad. (laughs) That explains almost all of our entire lives. She deserves it. She's sad. Constantly said to ourselves <laughs> yeah, exactly. after the third piece of toast. <laughs> okay, anecdote. One of my favorite things about Katie is that when she was a teen, she and her friend Gabby would bring a toaster into the living room so that they could just make toast for each other while watching TV for like an entire day. Yeah, straight. like a, a, a loaf of bread, a cube of butter, and a toaster right and into the living like room. Like they use extension cords to get it into the living room. Well, the truth is, the only time extension cords were involved was when Crone and Gabby brought a waffle iron into the living room. <laughs> <laughs> but... We didn't need them in our house, which in the bat cave. Oh, that's true. We didn't need an extension cord. There was a plug right by the TV. <laughs> so we didn't need it. We would have done it, but we didn't need it. No need. No need. <laughs> Thank God that it was set up the way it was. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's pull cards for who you are right now. Right now. Do you want to pull or do you want me to pull them for you? <clears throat> Probably. Um, you can pull them. Are you sure? Yeah. 
right. I'm trying to sound softer for the microphone. <laughs> no need. All right. So who Katie is right now? The chariot. Oh, that's a good one. The ten of cups and the four of cups. Yep, that makes sense. Because Tell me why? Because I know nothing about. I've well, given you so many I know, but the chariot, deaths. I just thought for the chariot, it, I thought, like, carrying others. Yeah, I think that that's a way I was like, it. that's something that I do. The other thing about the chariot is that it's kind of about transition, because it's about, like, victory and moving forward. I did have victory. What? Like, give me getting, more Getting into the program, the exact program I wanted. Yeah. I said, I'm going back to grad school. Googled programs. It was the first one I found. It was exactly what I wanted. Yeah. I got in and that's where I am now. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's victory and I am moving forward. Yeah. So good job. (laughs) (laughs) And the 10 of cups is like about emotional fulfillment and all of that thing, those things. So these two cards, the chariot with the 10 of cups is telling me that you're moving towards something super, super fulfilling. But the four of cups is telling me that you're still looking at like what you have in front of you and thinking like, meh, this isn't really quite it. So Do that you think I'm sense. in the wrong program? No, I think that you're feeling shitty about where you are right now. I think I should be farther. No. I think I should know more. Why? I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying that I, I think that is true because I, I'm where I should be. I have won a victory. Yeah, you're doing everything I'm doing right. great, but I, I wish I were better. Right. I wish I were already farther ahead of the program. So that's everyone else things. is where I am. For some reason, I think I should be 15 steps ahead of everybody. And there's no reason for that. Yeah. Especially because we're just like, we're so people. medium. Like, we're so medium people. I don't know why you we're medium. We're right in the middle. We're right in the middle. And I still think I should be better than everybody. Well, it's fine though, because that's the whole thing about the four of cups is that the four of cups person is focused on the three cups in front of them that they're not that into. And they don't even see the cup that's being offered to them. And so there is this like opportunity there where you're feeling like, a little bit disappointed in what you have in front of you, but also you're just kind of not really seeing the Mm -hmm. upside. You're not seeing the 10 of cups and the chariot. You're focused on the cups that you're not that into that are about yourself that are right there in front of you. Interesting. You're on this path towards this like really emotionally fulfilling thing. Oh, cool. All you're focused on is that what you, you don't have and what you're not satisfied with. Totally. Yeah. Okay, cool. And that is true for literally <laughs> every, every part of, of my life. life. Yeah. You so could then, ask a detail about like, what did you get the, at the grocery store? That would be true for that part. Like, even. Man, well, I, only got these <laughs> I went things. there. I knew what I wanted. I still missed something. <laughs> and I got all these other things. And I'm only focused on what I And I up. only am mad about that. While we were talking about that, though, the sun popped out, which is making me think that this is like what you should be emulating. Oh, just cool. the brightness and the joy because you can you can choose to focus on what's being offered to you instead of what you're not interested in. So yeah, it's definitely where I feel more comfortable is focusing on like what do I still have to obtain? Yeah, exactly. I think that's super normal, mm-hmm. especially when you're in a transition, and just especially for you as like a little cancer baby, you're mm-hmm. like. You just want to be comfortable, and when things don't feel comfortable, you're, like, so focused on the thing making you uncomfortable that you can't I like to think else. it's, like, problem-solving. Like, okay, it's, it's like, a checklist almost. Like, I've checked these things off. I just have to get... Not, like, in the same way that certain people have, like, I want to be married by 30, baby yeah. by 31. Not in that way of a checklist, but, like, okay, I'm uncomfortable in this way. 
So I'm going to I'm going to fix that problem. This is the problem I have. I there can, are a few things left. One. I want to fix that one that's left. But I think that that's why the sun popped up because the yeah. sun is being like stop doing that. Allow the light to shine on all parts of yourself. <laughs> You're so motivational. <laughs> Thanks, sis. <laughs> I appreciate you saying that. I'm an academic advisor in my muggle No, job. it's true. Hey, will you relax? No, she can't relax. It's too hard for her. I know. She says, I can never relax. Pull a tarot card for Mac. Maddie, what would happen? What, what would what, happen? What do you need me to know about you right now? She's staring so intently. The three of rods. Ugh. Rods? <laughs> okay, so the deck that I chose... Who made this deck? The deck that I chose because Katie was describing herself as red and brown is the Aquarian Tarot, because as you can see... It's very red It's and very brown. red and brown. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. But the Wands cards are all called Rods. That's disgusting. <laughs> the Three of Penises. Yeah, Exactly. So what Katie's thinking, or what Katie, yeah, what Katie's thinking about right <laughs> No, Mac, the dog. Yeah, what Mac is thinking about is, dad's already upstairs, you guys are both down here, I have to pee one more time, because it's probably not still raining. I think it's, I want more cheese. It's probably, I want more cheese, yeah. too. She's planning for her future, and yeah. it involves cheese, and then peeing and going to bed. Yeah. Same, Mac, Same. All right, so now yeah, we're that's talk my about... plan for the rest of the night too. <laughs> <laughs> Peeing and eating cheese and going to bed. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to talk about um, what was the second thing we we're going to do? Oh, what's standing in your way of loving yourself? And then we'll do steps forward. I just want the audience to know that was not in our plan. What? But awesome that you already thought that far ahead. <laughs> for what? Well, like technically, our plan was to talk about the self love thing. And then we turned into tarot, and then now we've turned into how to move forward or whatever. With your self-love. No, That's it's really awesome. Good. It's totally awesome. That's but related. you said, what was the plan? But there was no plan. There was no plan. There was no plan. <laughs> All right. So, what's standing in your way of loving yourself? Wheel of Fortune. I feel unlucky. Death. And I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, right? Esther, is that right? <laughs> Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I thought and so. Oh, and then the ten, the ten of swords. Look hurts. at that guy. Whoa. No, but that's the best thing is that what's standing in your way of loving yourself are like the, the cards that freak people out the most. So that means that it's like... Stereotype. Kind of, yeah. You're stereotypically just being a dummy and not getting out of your yes, own way. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You're being a huge dummy. <laughs> no, I think that the Wheel of Fortune, Death, and the Ten of Swords is saying that what's standing in your way is just fear. Mm-hmm. Like you're scared that there's this cycle happening that you're not a part of and you're not getting stuff done the way that you want to. And you're like not accomplishing things. Yeah. And you're scared that like you're just overwhelmed and there's too it's much It's like going everyone's going to get better at this. Everybody's going to have a growth and a change that I'm not going to have. And not scary. Yeah, totally. Like you're maybe the death and the, the death card in this situation, especially with the Ten of Swords. Paired as your, what's standing in your way is other people. You can't hide if you're the Ten of Swords. The Ten of Swords has ten swords sticking out of their back. Yeah. And so your fear is that you're stagnant and you're not moving forward and growing and that everyone is going to know. Totally. (laughs) That is literally my exact fear. Because you can't hide the Ten of Swords. It's not an internal fear. It's like very external. Yeah. Everyone's going to see what a big dummy I am. Yep. Which is why recording podcasts scares you too. I know. 
We're all going to find out. <laughs> okay, so ways to move forward to move past that ten of swords. I actually love that those came up as what's standing in your way because it is so, like, the only thing to fear is fear itself. To have those, specifically death and ten of swords, even though death is about transformation and all of that. And maybe that's a good thing to talk about for this, too. You're... What's standing in your way is that you're going through this transformation and instead of feeling excited and like your luck is turning around with the Wheel of Fortune, you're feeling like everyone's going to notice how filled with swords you are. Yeah. And how dead you are. Yeah. So like you're going through a transformation and focusing on the wrong stuff. Do you think that's like normal or am I like a total weirdo? No, it's super normal. Transitions are super hard. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Even if you're really ready for the transition and it's the so best ready. thing ever, you're best still like, ever. man, everyone is seeing, like, even I went back to grad school and you did too, a couple years after I finished undergrad. Yeah. And the whole time I was in grad school, I would think like, I am like way dumber than these people. Yeah. They're so smart. Like everyone's still in like a super hyper academic mode and yeah. they just came straight from college and I was like, They like know. remember how to study for stuff. Yeah. And you're like, everyone sees these swords. Ever, like, the thing that's exhausting me and making me feel so worn down is something that other people are noticing about me. They can tell. They can tell. They can totally tell. They can't. Nobody cares. Isn't that our family motto? It is, but it's so hard to remember sometimes because my cohort is six people total. Yeah, so you're in and such intimate quarters Yeah, with and usually what I say, like, our family motto is, is nobody cares, and so I can say, like, how much do you care about X, this person or this person or this person and in this six person cohort I'm like I honestly care about each of them well, but it's and so about, I think they probably care about what I'm doing right or wrong but that's not what the no one cares thing means no but the no one cares thing is no one's paying attention they're worried about their own stuff yeah that's true and I'm like normally that's true but I care stuff. I notice their stuff yeah. I notice what they're doing right or wrong not in a bad way but I'm paying attention yeah. so I know I'm on their radar too I know I am but the the part that I'm missing is, yeah, but still, yeah. nobody cares. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even if they're aware of it. Because I'm aware of their shortcomings flaws. and their successes. I, I'm aware of it. I, I am keeping track. As awful as that is, I am. But I also, at the end of the day, I don't care except for how I'm comparing myself to them. Yeah. So maybe you're doing them all a favor by being worse than all of them. Probably. You're welcome. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's the mean big sister yeah, thing yeah, to yeah, say yeah, in that yeah, reaction. Yeah. No, like, Katie, you're really helping them by being a big, dumb idiot. <laughs> no, I, yeah. They're a I'll bigger, dumb idiot. for after. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about how you can move forward to love yourself a little bit more. And th- let's do two pulls for that. One for now, like how to love yourself Today, now. right now, this minute. Yeah. And then one for, like, long-term what you should be aiming for to okay. create, like, a deep self-love. All right. All right. you could be doing now. (laughs) She's unhappy with how I'm shuffling people. She's been shuffling for like 45 minutes. I'm worried about you. Pull a card. (laughs) Okay. King of pentacles. That's money, right? Queen of rods. Ew. That's so gross. (laughs) Knight of swords. Okay. Girl, you are getting so many... Freaking court cards. What does it mean? Well, so some people read court cards as representing specific people, and others represent or read them as representing um, 
aspects or components of people. Okay. So in talking about right now how you can love yourself the most, the way that I would probably do it would be these being internal traits that you should focus on when you're looking for ways to love yourself. So the Knight of Swords is... um, The Knights are about, like, active energy. And so the Knight of Swords is, like, the most reckless of swords. But in this depiction of him, he doesn't look the most reckless. So I'm choosing to not assign that to him quite as much. The Knight of Swords is about forward momentum. It's about not overthinking things. It's about... So that's what I'm saying. Nobody's good at not overthinking things. (laughs) Some people are really good at not overthinking things. Really? That's crazy. Are you giving her salami? Yeah, I'm giving her salami to keep her quiet while you do my reading. (laughs) Sit, please. She says, I can sit so pretty. Shake. Oh, Oh, that was hard. Okay. All right. The Queen of Rods is uh, the the wands. Do you want me to call them rods or wands? Whatever makes your soul sing. (laughs) (laughs) No, you want the less less penile option. Swords is less peeny. Swords is not what this is, though. It's rods or wands. Oh, sorry. Wands. (laughs) That's what I meant in my head. Okay. So the Queen of Wands is action-oriented and... um, strong and kind of a leader and okay so the other thing about the queen of rods (laughs) is that it's kind of about like exuberance and um enthusiasm yeah i'm good at that and the knight of swords is also about enthusiasm there's a little bit more of an intellectual part because this is about action and that's more about intellect okay but i think that paired with the knight of pentacles which is a really really secure card king of pentacles that's what i meant okay Okay, but I do think, okay, so then let's bring in the Knight of Pentacles in here, too, because then it's yeah. the Knight of Pentacles and the Knight of Swords, so you're about, like, starting new things and learning new things Still haven't and all talked that about the King momentum. of Pentacles yet. The King of Pentacles is, like, ultimate security and, like, confidence from, like, a job and, like, physical yeah. space yep. perspective. That's so I think I'm right, right now. now, focusing your self-love on remembering that you're in this action-oriented <laughs> period... <laughs> The knights being, like, you're in this period of action and moving forward, and then the queen of rods being, like, you need to remember how exciting this all is, rather than how stressed out it makes you. Yep, 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 yep. And then also remember that you're really stable in this, and that it isn't something you rush into. Yes, yes. The King of Pentacles always reminds me of Nathan also because Pentacles are about, like, security. <laughs> Nathan's like, shut up, Katie. You're spending <laughs> yeah. so much money on this. Yeah, you can't. It doesn't <laughs> matter if you don't like it that much. Yeah, that's true. Maybe you try to embrace some of that Nathan energy of just yeah. being like, oh, my God, get a grip. If you need to just envision your brother-in-law telling you to get a grip to get through this, that's also fine. Yeah. I mean, no. I, I, I have a grip on it. We're talking How about many grips do you we're have? talking about like the lowest feeling of it, which yeah. is sometimes like, oh shit, everyone has it except for me. But that's not true. Yeah. You're in a transition period and you're yeah. excited about this and yeah. lean, lean I'm on the so Queen excited of Wands about energy. It. I'm so excited. Lean about on it. Queen of Wands. Which one's mom? Queen of Pentacles? Queen Tina? Yeah, I think probably mom is Queen of Pentacles. It's a good one. It's a great one. Mom's a great one. Okay. Alright. Do you want to talk about long term self love? Sure, yeah. We did now. Let's do later. You hate it. What? You hate self-love. No, no, no. <laughs> You're four of cupsing. I'm trying to embrace 
self-love. This okay. whole year is about... Ooh! The King of Rods, the Three of Swords, and the Six of Pentacles came up for your long-term way of finding self-love. Uh-huh. And I really, really actually do love that because the Three of Swords is kind of about heartbreak. And so I think it's about healing those wounds that you've previously suffered. Not relationship stuff even necessarily, but just like general self-appreciation stuff. I have to tell you something. What? How long have you been doing tarot? I don't know. Like two years? A year and a half? Two years? Almost? Yeah. No, probably a little bit more than two years. Yeah, more than two, like two and a half years. One Seriously. of the very first readings you ever did for I know, me, I have three of swords. In three it. of swords came up. When did you and your last boyfriend break up? Right before I'm not that. Saying that on air. <laughs> so long ago. <laughs> so long ago. But I don't even think it's about that. It's about your relationship with yourself. I think that the three of swords is about healing your self love wound. Yeah. Where you can't love yourself, you feel like you sort of are a little bit heartbroken in that way. And the Six of Pentacles is also really, like, a good card to come up with that because the Six of Pentacles is a really giving card. Like, it's a, it's a card. Let me find a do you think that, picture of it so you can see it. Yeah, but it's, do you think it's something, like, if that's giving, I've kind of identified myself that way well, no, as a giving I, so person. So you're going the wrong direction. This is about forgiving yourself and healing your own wounds. That's the long-term way to get to self-love. Oh. Because this is about generosity and charity. Like in the regular, I was thinking about like, look keep at the, doing Look at the regular the... depiction of it, the six. It's like somebody handing yeah. coins to somebody else. Yeah. So it's not saying you need to keep giving of yourself. It's saying that you need to give to yourself to heal that three of swords wound. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, it's not easy, but that's why I keep giving you all of these freaking tarot decks. I know. Like, do some reading. I like the Lenormand thing. Well, you can do Lenormand, too, but that's a little bit less ambiguous. Yeah, it's more about answering questions rather than, like, finding ways to journal about stuff. The King of Wands is about, like, vision, being a visionary. So I think that the first, the long-term step is to visualize a world in which you've forgiven yourself and healed your past wounds. Ooh. I like that. Yeah? Think you can yeah. do that? I'm going to try. You should try. You have, like, really a lot of resources for it. Yeah. I like talking about it with you. You keep getting all these tarot decks from me. Because yeah. the minute you're like, oh, that's cute, I'm like, let me mail it to you. I know. You give me too much. Well, I love you, and I think that you need to heal some of, like, give yourself some of the generosity of spirit that you give to other people. I think that's kind of the bottom line, is, like, why am I so forgiving with the way other people act and do things, and I can't be even 50% as forgiving towards myself? Yeah. Like, at least give yourself the same benefit fit of the doubt that other people get. Yeah, At totally. least. At least, if not more. If not more. Like, be more delusional about yourself, not less delusional. Hey, you don't have to tell me it's my <laughs> girlfriend. I will totally be more delusional about myself if no. you need me to. You're perfect. Well, thanks, sis. I don't want you to feel upset about this, though. I think that generally this is really good and that it's just going to be a year of healing for yeah. you. Maybe the reality of the situation is that you're always in transition, so you might as well learn how to love yourself while you're in transition. Ugh. 
She's so mad. Yeah. And you know who the cutest person on the planet is when she's mad? <laughs> Katie. She's yeah, so I think you're probably mad. right about that. That goes back to my original question. Well, but that's why the self-healing needs to happen. The, yeah. Just the long-term self-love. Yeah. It's about healing yourself and being like yeah. giving yourself a lot of forgiveness and grace because yeah. otherwise you will always be like, I'll start liking myself when this thing happens. I'll start giving mm. myself forgiveness. When I never I thought of it that point. way because I think such a common trope in like the self-love movement is like, don't say that once you lose weight, you'll be happier. Once you have a boyfriend, you'll be happier. Once you stop having greasy hair, you'll be happy. <laughs> but I think I'm doing, and I'm always like, well, I don't do those things, but I do do, I do do. I poop. You do too. <laughs> I do do. I do do the tr- the example of that, which is once I'm settled, I'll yeah. be happy. And that's that, kind no. of the exact same thing. Yeah. Except that being settled is more socially acceptable. Of like, of course you want to be settled. Everybody yeah. wants to be settled. But that's Every still. Every cancer wants to be settled. But I think everybody does. Okay, maybe that's the cancer, but I think everybody <laughs> wants to be, ultimately, everybody wants to be settled. Like, that's not, like, an argument that anybody would have. You're wrong, but I want Okay, <laughs> well, anyway, I think maybe that's my version of, like, once I'm skinny, I'll be happy, is, like, once yeah, I'm once, settled, once I'll be happy. Yeah, once done, then I'll find but a way to But settling is not a, a state of being. Yeah. It's, it's not a goal. It's not something no, you even reach if it is one a goal, day. You still need to be able to love yourself in the intermediate time. Yeah. I don't know where All that right. chunk of cheese went. All right, so Rough stuff. Rough stuff. Yeah. I'll check in with you guys next week. <laughs> Follow Katie on Instagram. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She would be so... So it's, upset it's if private. anyone followed her on Instagram. <laughs> you can't find me. I don't want to be a followed person. No. Sometimes she'll message me and be like, did that whole thing look so dumb? And I'm like, Katie, nobody cares. Yeah, I have like 14 <laughs> followers and none of them care. And they're all blood related to you. <laughs> yeah. You're like, does it look like I'm lonely on Valentine's Day? Okay, that, I got a lot of feedback actually that that was a cute It post was super cute. Because it wasn't super negative. No, it was just it was kind of like... Look at the people I have in my life. Yeah. Okay. And there were a lot of really cute pictures of you and mom and dad. I think the final photo, which I think Holly shared, so all of the people listening would know (laughs) what it was, which was us like 20 years ago in our... No, 25 years ago. Uh Uh-uh. Because I was probably a seven-year-old, six or seven-year-old. Who let that 11-year-old wear... That Debbie, Holly, it's. <laughs> I love it when Katie, Katie gets so mad that she calls me by her best friend's name. It's a fun thing that we did. We did something fun. Is that? Uh, did we go to Hawaii then? No, we weren't even in Hawaii. We were like just, know, just we're jumping the old... on the trampoline. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think we should re. All I'm saying is we should recreate that this weekend. I'm not wearing a bikini. Hula top. skirt. Hula, hula. Hula. <laughs> Okay, that's I'm enough. so 21st century. We're done with this podcast. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. Hula skirts and bikini tops. That's what we're going to do this weekend, and we're going to post it. No, we're not. Yes. No, that's never seen the light of day. Do you know how pale my stomach is? It was pale in that picture, too. That's true. <laughs> it's just a better recreation. <laughs> and you can stand on a stool, so you're still a full two feet taller than me. <laughs>
Can you hear me? You're Can testing, you hear me now? Testing. Siblings. Siblings. <laughs> Siblings. <laughs> you don't remember that part of Wayne's World? No. Oh my God. Were we even raised in the same yes. household? Are I remember sure? the underwear dance really well. <laughs> was that your sexual awakening? Yeah. Mike Myers as Wayne. He's just like making this. I think that was Wayne's World 2 too. Wasn't it? Do you remember? Okay. Do you remember the day on the beach? It was so windy in Newport. And then we went home and we watched all Mike Myers video movies. <laughs> like we watched like three different ones. It was both Wayne's World and then something else. Probably, Probably Austin Powers. I was going to say, so I married an axe murderer. Oh, that would have been a way better option. Yeah. And that day I remember being like, that's really cool. That he's like dancing in his underwear. But like I feel awkward that like mom is here too. <laughs> so yeah, Shrek. I'm so My, yeah. Sexual, my sexual awakening <laughs> is basically Shrek. Shrek. 